What up, peeps, and welcome to a Finance Guy podcast, a show for all genders and species about bringing some humanity and a bit of fun to the world of finance and tech and leaving you with a little something that can help you on your way. All right, all right please enjoy. Thanks. Finance Guys podcast. This is episode four, and we're bringing you another very special guest this week. We got Mr. Carl Brenner Roman. Carl, say what's up. Hey, guys, how are you? There we go. We got Mr. Sid Dodies again, of course, coming back. Yo, man, these two guys are my man. There yeah. we go. <laughs> and uh, we were just going to sit down a little bit. And um, Carl's, in our, uh, Carl's in our family tree. We don't work on the same exact team, but we're kind of uh, we're cousins, I guess you could say, in this org. Yeah. Um, and Carl, how long have you been at, at Amazon? Started uh, November 20, early November 2017. So... Almost 23 months. Oh, okay. Yes, you're almost at the point where you stop counting in months. Yeah, 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 correct, correct. Okay. I love how people get there. You're like, yeah, I've been here for nine months. It's like a newborn, yeah. I think. You get to like <laughs> two and a half years, and then you just kind of round yeah, up and yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, we're rounding up. So, Carl, if you didn't work at Amazon, how would, how would you describe yourself? If I didn't work at Amazon, work somewhere else, or if I didn't have to work at all? Outside, outside of work, <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, it, uh, so I grew up uh, in a place with a lot of open, uh, open space, uh, so uh, I would describe myself as an outdoors person. Ah, uh, cool. Um, and uh, I, um, I love music, so oh. probably out, out and about, ah. uh, listening to some jams. Very cool. Yeah. Well, our whole purpose here on this podcast is we bring a little... Humanity, a little bit of fun to the world of tech finance. So yeah. now you just threw out that bomb. <laughs> Where, are, are you like new to Seattle from like when you moved to Amazon two years yeah. ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I uh, I moved up to Seattle specifically for Amazon for this role. Um, I was I recently graduated from from business school. Um, I went to Berkeley, uh, did full time program there, boss, uh, and did a my second year specialized on. Uh, energy and infrastructure finance. Ah, they have a lot. They have a cool track down there on mm-hmm. um, a bunch of uh, courses and like uh, energy and environmental markets. Um, they have a couple of opportunities to partner with uh, Cycle from Road, which is the DOE's uh, incubator. Mm-hmm. So you, like, you get you get to work with uh, startups and uh, help them out with their go-to-market strategy uh, and MVPs. Um, so I got exposed to a lot of that. I came from the business side originally, so that I think <clears throat> transitioned more to a purely finance role. And I think uh, that gave me a, 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 an advantage in terms of understanding the people I partner with better. Right on. So you were like, what were you doing before Berkeley? Were you doing something related? I was working, I was working for a, uh, I was managing a energy services uh, company startup. Um, which is basically what we did there. We had uh, what's called a guaranteed savings uh, energy performance contract. So what we did was we went with um, pretty large um, energy users, not as large as Amazon, but you know uh, the um, um, sugar mills of the world, concrete factories, uh, et cetera, and helped them out with uh, retrofitting, uh, finding uh, finance opportunities to retrofit, let's say, their old air compressors, inefficient motors, ah. uh, adding um, um, 
variable speed drives to their equipment. Um, so running basically energy efficiency at this level and finding a way to finance the retrofit to that equipment and then sharing the savings that those efficiencies provided. Oh, um, cool. So, and, and before that I did a little of like program management um, for like five years before that. You know? Okay, cool. So, so Carl, um, I remember, I recall you telling me that uh, uh, you interned at Bloom. Yeah. You know, Bloom Energy. Bloom Energy, yeah. And uh, Bloom Energy is uh, doing something cool in the energy space. Yes. So, uh, and then you decided to join AWS. Yeah. You know, why such a move? Well, and I what, think, what, what were the main drivers? Well, I think, I think um, Bloom Energy has a pretty cool uh, product. Uh, <clears throat> I think uh, the role I was in was purely product finance, mm -hmm. um, which, which was interesting. Um, uh, but I wanted to be closer to, that was more like on the sales side. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be closer to the engineering side. Mm -hmm. um, so I was looking for, let's say, energy manager roles mm -hmm. uh, and uh, primarily partnering either with the um, MEP teams, mechanical, electrical, and plumbing teams, or the energy teams. Mm -hmm. Initially, I came here for an energy role oh, okay. that's like a month in, they were like, actually, we have uh, a bigger need with the design engineering team for data center. Uh, do you want to take up that role? Um, and there was another person transitioning out of that role at that point. So like, I, I offered myself. I still I, I still did a couple of projects on the energy side mm -hmm. with the with Amazon's energy team on the AWS side. But um, from that point on, <clears throat> I started uh, primarily partnering with design engineering teams. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, let me ask you something. Completely out of left field. What you mentioned, you're somewhere with a lot of from somewhere with a lot of open space. Yeah. Where's that? Uh, it's Costa Rica. Uh, I grew ah, up, man. I, I spent um, the first half of my life uh, uh, in Costa Rica, and then and moved to Guatemala when I was 15. Oh. And then to the states when I was 30. Oh, very yeah. cool. Very cool. What What was that like? You mentioned music. Is that like kind of where your interest in music comes uh, from? Too? No, I think the interest in music was. There was not a lot of things to do. We had like a CD player and a couple seats. We had we had <laughs> yeah. Uh, what was that book? The the Bob Marley like all time greatest hits uh, album. We had the Michael Jackson number one. Oh. We had like Cat Stevens. We had so we like we literally had those CDs, so those albums and repeat for like eight years. Oh, uh, I my my old job I used to play the Michael Jackson number one. CD oh yeah. On nonstop. That was it's so good. It's just I could listen to it. Life started and is just. Really good. Yeah. Yeah. Did Did you play anything, or did you guys just listen avidly? I we listen avid avidly. I, I I played the sax for like two years, and then uh, but I gave that up for for soccer. Um, Do you know how to play the sax still? I well, I know a little bit. Um, I then played the marimba for like a year, and when I was in college, which is like closer to the piano. Oh, the marimba. Yeah, yeah, Is that yeah, the yeah. one with mallets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I played percussion, like, back in high school. Okay. All those, like, concert band instruments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know what that was called, but yeah, the marimba. Yeah, it's super fun. Yeah, yeah, it's super uh, islandy. It's super islandy, yeah. yeah. Man, I, I'm not following what you guys are talking about. <laughs> well, the marimba's <laughs> like you know, a xylophone. No, no, just hold on, you know, like, my Indian upbringing never allowed me 
to pursue music, you know. <laughs> How come? Because I pursued math. Instead of music, <laughs> like, you know, music is the most mathematical thing. Oh, I don't get it. Yeah. Is it? Anyways. Like, like Western, Western music is like that. It's like the most mathematical, like, music theory. Yeah. Is, yeah. is India have Western music or Eastern music? I don't even know what that is. I don't know, man. I'm, I'm really... <laughs> that's it. I'm not the right guy to ask that question, <laughs> you know? Gotcha. Anyways. So, anyways. So, Carl, would you play saxophone on a track? Could you, like... Because I, I, I make music videos, so that's why I'm always... Oh. I got my ears out. We need, I like, some horns. We need some more... Yeah. Some more stuff. No, I mean, I played I play sax when I was, like, seven years... Like, from, se- like, or eight to ten or something. So, like, so if you give me that thing, I'll probably just, like, remember one or two things, but... Okay. Pretty terrible. Take you a little bit to get back yeah. in the swing. <laughs> so, and what was the music scene like at Berkeley? Did you kind of... And you, did you like, pursue, like, watching it as a fan? Yeah, here absolutely. Here in Seattle? Or? Well, they have a... Well, Seattle has a... I would argue even better music yeah. scene than, than the Bay Area. Um, the venues in, in Berkeley specifically are, are mind-blowing. Like, the Greek theater. Yeah. There's another, like... Oh, is that Get Him to the Greek? Yeah. That movie? Yeah. Oh! That, that, that has probably one of the best... That amphitheater has one of the best... Uh, acoustics I've ever heard in my life. Like wow. the sound quality in that place is mind blowing. And then there's a uh, right next to the botanical garden up in the Berkeley Hills. There's a solar grove that they have. Maybe fits like it's a small amphitheater. Maybe fits like I don't know, 100 people, 120 people, and they have shows there too. Wow! Like it's like super intimate amongst like yeah redwoods and like beautiful, beautiful forest. Uh, so it's it's really cool, but other than that, there's not a lot of uh, a lot of venues that I remember going to in Berkeley's. I, I went to a couple in, in SF, but but Seattle, I would say, hands down has, especially in this transition from like from like from summer, like the fall gap, early fall. Like there's a bunch of like great bands coming over to, to Seattle. Well, yeah, what's your take on the Seattle scene? Uh, I think people want to know people, Amazon, Seattle headquarters. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. This is the good stuff. No, this. I mean, the. I love <laughs> Seattle has an immense amount. Like I haven't seen the data really, but like at least from my perspective, an immense amount of like small to medium sized venues, like from like hundred people to like five hundred, a thousand, couple thousand people. Uh, like the the one I like the most probably is the one in University Village, uh, the Neptune. Uh, but there's there all other like smaller venues. Yeah. Um, like. Um, do you go see like unknown bands and just see what happens? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like sometimes I just go to Blue Moon and and uh, also close to I think plus still University Village uh, and uh, um, what's the other one they have? I played at the Blue Moon. They have beer stands on the ceiling there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, there's some like groups that are just like I don't know. Like I've I've gone to what's the other name? There's it's in Forty Fifth. Uh, there's a couple of bars there. High dive. That, sorry, what? High dive. High dive, uh, that's wine. Nectar? But, no, I haven't oh, that's, Nectar. Oh, that's Ballard, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but basically, it's like, you go there on a Friday just to grab a beer, and there's, like, a band jamming or playing that I've never heard. Yeah. Uh, so, like, and they're probably, like, from Oregon or, like, Montana or something. Yeah. Like, uh, so you get some, like, random ba- bands that are really, some of them are really, really good. Yeah. Um, next week, I think, um, uh, this is more in, like, the bigger venue side, but I think Interpol is playing, uh, Morse is playing, uh, there's a school, a show in band that I really like a lot, uh, they, have, they have two shows in Seattle, uh, Boy and Bear, um, they're playing the Sunset Tavern, which is a, a smaller venue, so basically a bar, uh-huh. closer to like what Blue Moon is, uh, maybe fits like 80 people, so cool. uh, 80 to 100 people maybe, like, uh, so there's a bunch of like those venues. 
And do, do you live up in that area? I live up in uh, Greenwick, which okay. is a, a beautiful, um, uh, mainly made out of like older craftsman houses. Uh, the one I live in is from 1927, and it's like four blocks away from Greenwick, which is a nice. You guys probably been there, but it's a, it's a for people who haven't been there. It's a beautiful. Um, it's like a three mile loop around it. It's gorgeous. That's a bike bike lane. You know, like a. You can run around it. You can you can swim still. I think it's. I've been trying it like the last month, but I bet the the water's pretty warm. Yeah, so. yeah, very yeah. cool. So then, what what kind of um, what kind of attracted you to working here after Berkeley? Did you go to Berkeley thinking Amazon would be the next step? Was that a step? Well, I thought I thought I wanted to be. So, I was close to like energy efficiency, renewable, like renewable energy. Um, uh, I wanted to to stay. I wanted to promote renewable energy. Uh, and sustainability, however I could. Um, you must be psyched about that, like climate. Yes. You know, movement that. Oh just yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything. Yeah, yeah. Especially within Amazon, I'm I'm really proud of the people leading that movement within the company, um, and uh, and then how leadership has reacted to it. I think we we will be a we will be the f if we're not based on what happened last week. If we're not the poster child of like corporate action based on employee. Um, um, activism, like we will be, rec I think we will be recognized for that, right. um, based on what has happened recently. And uh, and if, if you look at that video of when Jeff announced uh, the climate, climate pledge last week, uh, Christiana Figueres is actually Costa Rican. She's the one that led the whole, um, oh. the majority of the Paris climate agreement in 2015. She uh -huh. led that, and then now she partnered with Amazon to help. Does them. she work at Amazon, or is she? No, no, no. I think she's an external consultant. Okay. She worked with our data scientists to um, to figure out what the cap carbon footprint model should be and what strategies and tactics we should pursue to actually achieve the carbon neutral goals that we now have. Yeah. Yeah. So then, what was it that attracted you in your Berkeley? Did you just kind of go into interview season your second year and have a bunch of different tech companies so, we're looking at? Or? So actually, Seattle. So Amazon was never not. A, no, it was not like an, was never an option for me. It was just that I wanted to stay down in the Bay for a couple of years yeah. with my girlfriend and uh, my partner, and uh, that wasn't. So I applied to a bunch of places, different. Like I applied um, to like wind developers, I applied to utilities, I applied to, like, I had at least 20 different reviews with 20 different people, and for some reason or the other, it didn't work out. Um, I didn't want to do, the problem with big tech, I think, or like, at least for me, for, for finance, if, 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 you, if you know what you want to do, and you have a clear career path, at least in your head, that you want to follow, um, uh, big tech is hard because they usually just pull you in a pool, right? Mm -hmm. So you go to Amazon, Google, Facebook, they'll just like, yeah, come work with our finance team, and then they, they won't tell you like which team you're actually going to go to, mm -hmm. and then they'll make you rotate. Mm -hmm. um, At a business school, like those rotations. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. So, uh, which are great if you're like a bunch of people that go to business school. They, mm -hmm. That's what they want. They want to explore more. They're probably switching careers. That, uh, that was the attractive thing for me. I was like, I could never get a job at, like, Netflix. Yeah. I don't know sh I don't know anything, but I get a job at Amazon because they just need a few good folks maybe I yeah, can yeah. get in. But for you, you were more specific. Yeah, I was more specific. So I didn't follow – I didn't do campus recruiting for Big Tech. Uh -huh. um, or I tried a couple of, like, things, but it was hard to – those interviews end up being about, um, why do you like this company? Like, why – 
like a couple of like experiential questions and like case questions, but it's something that you can't build. You can't wrap your story as an individual around the role yeah. or the team. So it's very hard to like get that connection. Whereas like specific like I did, I was an industry uh, recruit. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, an industry hire, so yeah. to speak. Um, <clears throat> Uh, so it was easier for me to talk about the role, like what I've done specifically about energy finance and infrastructure. You saw a role like energy finance yeah. guy, and yes. then you're like, "That's my thing." Yeah. How, did you just were you just constantly looking at Amazon jobs till yeah. something? Yeah, exactly. So obviously the pool of those roles is minimal. Yeah. Um, so it was the it, pool it, of them. Yeah, like the like, like the, the number of jobs. The, supply, the, the of number jobs. of them. Yeah. Uh, it's minimal, so like it is a waiting game, and it is. And you were wanting to go to Amazon for something related. That's what you were. Yeah. So like really, the the way this happened, like I wasn't even looking at Amazon to be honest. With you. Ah. I had a, a a guy I met through Berkeley. Yeah. That was working here as an energy manager. He posted something on LinkedIn, like, "Do you want to help uh, be on the finance side to partner with the energy team?" So I saw the role. I was like, "Oh, that sounds. That's exactly what I want to do." Ah. I pinged the guy. He referred me. That's how the whole thing. You got saw started. the posting through a network. Yeah, front in your network on yes. LinkedIn. Yeah. Um, so that's how the whole, the whole started. Yeah. yeah. No, I, th- I think it's cool to hear people's sort of Amazon Amazon origin story because people come in a different different ways. Yeah, and like, absolutely. A lot of people are stuck in like the black box of like, oh my god, all these roles posted. Yeah. I submit my resume. Yeah. Who the heck knows what happens? Right. But like, I think the way that you did it, the organic way. Yeah. I mean, it's it's difficult. It's, it's nice when it's yeah. serendipitous, but yeah. Also, I mean, I, I admit there's some disadvantages of doing that as well, right? In the sense that you have less of a, I didn't have any almost any leverage. I had another offer from another startup mm-hmm. that was for immigration purposes was not the ideal, <laughs> ah. but they had a pretty cool product that I would I would love to work with them. But um, if if you do that industry higher path, as a as a as someone applying to that role, you won't have a lot of leverage because you probably don't have a lot of offers at that point. Mm-hmm. You're out of school. Mm-hmm. You have like, you're like really, literally burning money at that point. You have like student loans. Like you just want to get and yeah. start working. So, so I would like to highlight one point maybe to the listeners as well. A lot of uh, uh, immigrants come to the U.S. for an MBA, and so they they don't have a lot of uh, open roles, companies which sponsor yes. uh, you for a visa. So that's why the the opportunities of uh, getting a specific role in the specific field becomes very tough. It worked out for Carl, yeah. but it might not work out for other people. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's one of the things that I I I've, you know, I went back to Berkeley and I spoke into like the 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 career management group, which is basically the the, the group of people that help you connect you with companies and yeah. all and opportunities. And I told him like, guys, you're like in Berkeley and just like top MBAs should, yeah, have, yeah. should be way more transparent and like listen out of the pool yeah. of companies that got hired that hired people last year mm-hmm. 80% don't hire that is so in, true. internationals that no is so true. about that that is huh. so true so when I came to Cornell yeah. uh, you know um, so I I saw the list of companies and then when I realized there were only like six companies who were hiring international students oh, so wow. you know like it was like and that's not visible on like your, oh, your no. web page. No, no, no. It's not on to see. So not, not initially. When uh-huh. you're when you when you go when, when you, you go and you start and yeah. then they you go to the, their career page. Yeah. The 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 internal uh, the school's career page and you see like we have a hundred a hundred opportunities. This is the job description and they have the tag of like internationals, not or or only U.S. citizens or yeah. uh, no sponsorship offer. So that was just mind blowing to me. Like that yeah. just closes. Like, I came to know after joining Cornell actually. 
Oh really? Yeah. Well, I didn't. I I knew the whole visa pr process was like not easy, but like in my mind, like any company would apply for you. If, yeah. Like you were like the right person for the role. Because we saw it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and and like it seemed like that two years ago, um, that that uh, the uh, it seemed like the, uh, every conversation I had with the recruiter was like, "Do you need sponsorship? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. We sorry." <laughs> we can't get we, package. We can't yeah. proceed. Yeah, uh -huh. I think it brings it brings a good point. So let's uh, moving on. You know, like I think. Uh, so what do you like about Amazon, uh, and how do you enjoy your work? Uh, are there any leadership principles you would like to highlight, which has really helped you? Yeah, uh, I I honestly again, especially with what happened last week, I I am I'm proud to work here. I I I think it's for it's not for everyone, like. Just like any other culture company, um, it's initially I thought it was not for me because I'm more of like a laid back like don't like don't stress about a lot of stuff, um, and uh, uh, whereas Amazon is like a fast paced uh, speed matters bias for action deliver results type of type of company, um, which I think is what has allowed us to reach like hyperscale speed and attain that hyperscale speed. Yeah. More importantly. Um, <clears throat> And be successful, um, and I've learned how to uh, me being a kind of like a hybrid extrovert introvert sometimes, like and being more a laid back person, especially like Costa Rica and for being laid back. Yeah. So um, I've I've found my balance in terms of like knowing what to pay attention to, how to uh, dive deep into the details, and when having high level estimations is fine. Or to take more risks, uh, Amazon uh, gives you, exposes you to like the amount of problems that uh, that we're trying to solve and the tools that we have internally that are not meant to solve those problems mm -hmm. and trying to ha find that matches is super interesting. Yeah. Um, what would you say to someone who's like starting, going to start working in finance at Amazon? Like, what's helped you? What has been like? What has helped you succeed in that uh, culture? In my in my mind, I would three like for the first three months, uh, first ninety days here, I would try to sit as much as I can, or literally just move your desk to where your business partners are. Yeah, that good, is good advice. Yeah. yeah, that is like number one. I would argue, and maybe some finance people will kill me. Uh, that's more important than being close to your finance team. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like the more you understand how you have to do your work, uh, and the more, uh, especially if you don't have that background. Mm -hmm. uh, I had that benefit, but so many people don't, right? So it's, yeah, it's, I would say just from observing the way you, you work, Carl, is that like yeah, you when you like come to give information, you're very specific and in the weeds. Like there's no hot air yeah. coming at you. You're just a chilly guy. Yeah. You're you're just straight like, and, and I, I respect that. And I think people respect when you have knowledge of how the business works and you tie the economics to right exactly yeah. I think that's where you add value is finance yeah. by just crunching numbers and being if you come to Amazon expecting you're going to be handed data that's clean right. that's been reviewed by 100 people right. don't come here yeah, that's yeah. not, that's be, not how being, we do business being good at math isn't the thing that adds value no sorry Sid <laughs> <laughs> I you know, know you're just good at math you know yeah. 
But no, but you have to. You have to. In be my good. first rotation, I sat with my business partners. I was the only finance guy, so yeah. I checked Carl's box. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> you have to be good at math, but you have to go above, and you have to Correct. know the economics Absolutely. of the yeah. business. I think like that's you can. Yeah. The way you know you're actually excelling at that is if someone from the business actually offers you a job with them. Have you been offered a job by the business? You don't yeah. have to say it on here if you. Yeah, I know a couple of times, but like I'm, but better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I don't. I don't. I don't want to wrap yet because we're having a. We're just. Let's see if we get kicked out. It's very Amazonian. We get kicked out of the conference. Let, <laughs> let's. let's, let's we're getting to going. some good. Some gold nuggets. Let's wait till we get bothered again, and yeah, we'll okay. see how far we could go. Fair enough. So. Um, what was I going to say? What were we just talking about? We're talking about getting job offers from the business. Yeah. Um, but you're saying you're saying you like finance. Yeah. Why Why do you like the yeah. perspective of finance? Because I think that's interesting. I, I have a similar viewpoint. But I want to hear what you. Uh, I'm not saying I would never move to the business, but I think finance. Um, first of all, if you don't if you don't want to take the risk of leading the business, like making calls on like we're going to take we're going to take this approach instead of this approach which is basically what your business partners do, then be on the finance side, because you're basically probing for questions on like the reasoning behind making decisions. You're not really making a decision. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, whereas if you are, you're less risk averse and you're comfortable with the business and making those decisions, then yeah, probably just go to the business, because if, if you're into that. If you're less risk averse, go to yes. the business? Or if you're more risk averse, go to the if, business? If, no, if you're less risk averse, meaning um, meaning if uh, you wanna you wanna make business calls and you are okay with what what the outcome of those calls those business decisions are gonna be, and you don't care. I mean, it's not that you don't care, but like you're okay with the with the repercussions to your career in terms of like making the wrong decision. Mm. Whereas finance is like we're basically more tailing or the business and what they're doing and like helping them make the right decision mm-hmm. but we don't have we don't make that decision they i do yeah i totally do um, that so and it's more of like uh when i talk to like other senior finance managers it's more of a uh, which path do you want to follow do you want to follow the cfo path do you want to follow yeah. the mm-hmm. manager path and you can pivot around those right you don't like this the there's one guy that i really that's like in berkeley really mar- admire him he's jumped he's been like did finance was in the literature rotation program in finance in 2012 uh, went to a startup, didn't work out, went to another startup, he did operations, then jumped to the finance side, accounting side on that startup, then came back to Amazon as a finance manager, senior finance manager, and then now he just moved to the business side mm-hmm. uh, within Amazon. So like, there's multiple ways you can go. Really. Uh, to my, my view on the point about business versus finance, I feel like a finance, a finance guy, like ourselves, finance guys, like you have the luxury of not needing to execute day yes. to day yeah. so th- given that you have that luxury you have the obligation to think long term about the business decisions absolutely right and you have the opportunity to back off and right. take a, a higher level view yes I think that's kind of the, the trade off that that's absolutely that's kind of the trade off yeah. uh, I, I personally believe that uh, see over a period of time as we are developing as leaders the finance guy in this spe- specifically infrastructure which is not finance uh, guys and gals yeah finance guys and girls so which is not like building a product per se, then you're, the finance guy should also become like an execution guy. Mm-hmm. So that's like a true finance guy. So if you're if you are doing a negotiation, you are also on the table with the business partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so, so you I think, just get, get yes, closer. Yeah. So I I I I feel that that will be like a stronger finance guy, and that's how I I personally want to be. You know? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, you need to be super close to the business, but at the end of the day, the buck stops with the product manager or the business. You know, the buck yeah. stops with the business team. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, and you, you you should get as close as possible, but you don't own it as yeah. finance. You can tell them like, you're making the wrong decision, mm-hmm. but they'll be like, yeah, so what? Yeah. It's like, this is my product, this is what I own. And That's like that, I try to just have empathy because I look at my business partner, I'm like, look, he's on the other side of the equation. Like, he's need, he needs to go out, he needs to operate here yeah. day to day. Like, I'm giving, trying to give him as good of information as I can, but the stress he's under is going to be different yes. than the stress we're under. Yeah, absolutely. It's completely different. Uh, so, so the other thing you talked about, too, is, like, being able to, like, shape your path a little bit. Like, yeah. whether you go business, finance, like, yes. is that kind of, do you, do you, how do you think about, like, whatever your path? Are you just kind of interested in solving good problems, or do you have, like, a, a trajectory, like, you want to be the CFO, or how do you do that? Uh, well, right now, I want to remain the CFO uh, track, but um, um, I don't know, like, that, that, that perspective might change in the next two to three years. I really don't. Uh, uh, the reason is, there comes a point where, uh, if you're in finance, you become like this. You you get this. You get this. Another Amazon literature principle. You get this think big perspective, and you might become so comfortable in that perspective that you haven't like dwell around um, enough in the business side. You will. At some point, you start making more wrong decisions than good decisions. At least that's what mm-hmm. that's how I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, if I just keep this uh, on the CFO track, um, whereas I think in the future I do see myself going into business probably at some point and and leading a part of the business and then coming back to finance probably and saying like uh, and then I I I will feel even more comfortable defending the decisions we're making that, that or basically questioning the business right. Because at the end of the day, what finance does is we question people and yeah. we present data to tell them like, this is not the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but numbers don't, they don't move engineers. So let's, let's do yeah. one uh, different thing today, you know, let's do a rapid fire. We'll ask, we'll, we'll say five things to Carl and he has to reply it in one word, you know. I, do you want to, do you want to try it? Yeah, I don't, even know, if I, I don't even know if I have five rapid fire <laughs> okay. questions. Five so, questions. So, so Carl, I'll, I'll, I'll put a line, a word and yeah. reply in one word. Okay? Yeah. Uh, AWS. Fast. That's one word, right? Yes. It can Customer. be an objective uh, yes. attitude. Yes. Mm. Customer obsession. Amazing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and energy. Future. God. <laughs> Chill. Yeah, I think that's it. Let's that's good. Yeah, let let's kind of let's yeah let's let's wrap out wrap up with some of the like parting thoughts that that we usually that we should try to do. Is there anything, Carl, that you could think of that you'd want to like tell somebody who's trying to get a career in finance uh, or career in finance at Amazon that might be useful or anywhere else maybe yeah, yeah or anywhere yeah. like what what would you kind of what advice would you give someone who may be interested in that and pursuing that. Uh, I would say that if you can't, if you can't match your, I think in good Jeff Bezos words, if you can't match the data, your by data I mean your 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 uh, your track record, and uh, your experience or experiences or anecdotes with the role you're applying to or mm. the team you're applying to within Amazon, then you have no business applying to that role. Hmm. Um, uh, I think if you don't think of that way, even if you apply to a role, even if you're a smart, uh, smart driven person and you get the role, 
you're probably not going to be successful in the role. If you can't map your kind of story and skills with yes. what's needed. Yes, and that's not, by that I don't mean like making up stories in your head of right. what you've done or haven't done in the past. It's just be honest with yourself. If you have that fit, then, and you have the right, the right skills, and, um, and uh, you're in a, depending on what, you know, how much experience you have, obviously, and all this stuff, and you want this fast-paced environment where, like, you're gonna, like, I feel the last two years at Amazon, I've learned more than, than my previous eight years of career. Mm. Um, awesome. And if you're in that, like, mental uh, space of, like, I wanna push myself harder, I wanna try to accomplish more, I wanna tr try to be a part of uh, uh, more things without spreading myself too thin, and, 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 and finding that uh, sweet spot of being able to make decisions that are uh, that are smart, quote unquote, uh, uh, but not that does, they, they don't slow you down, and you can find two way door, uh, basically two way door solutions. And if you're not raise your hand, like mm -hmm. this is a one way door, we go through this, we're screwed. Yeah. As long as you're tracking, have that mindset, I think you, you can be successful here. I like it. Yeah. I have one thing. This is what I want to end on. Sure. What are you doing this weekend? Uh, I've been out the last like four weekends, so probably just I'm Good. staying home and uh, I have some friends visiting next week, so I have to look. <laughs> so what are you doing? Oh uh, man, what I, are you doing this weekend? I I played soccer last week and mm -hmm. I got my back really hurt, oh. but I'm still back. My back is back, uh -huh. so I will be back on the field. Oh my, that's a mistake. <laughs> I say it right know? now. I see you hobbling in on Monday already. <laughs> Okay. All right. I'm doing what Carl's doing. I'm chilling. But chilling. Uh, <laughs> that was good. Thanks for coming on, Carl. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, man. thanks for having me. All right. Awesome. Cool. Thanks, Cheers, guys. Yo, what up, guys? Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and have a fantastical day. Goodbye.